Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you feeling? I feel good, girl. Girl, I did the fool. I did something that you would never expect from me. <laughs> okay. So. I'm a little, I'm a little scared. <laughs> um, but go, okay. No, what no, is it? Don't judge me, y'all. This is a no judge zone. I signed up for Love is Blonde. <laughs> So, you guys, it's okay for y'all that don't know what Love is Blind is. It's a dating reality show on Netflix where, like, you talk to people in a pod. So, you can't actually see them. You have no clue, like, what nationality they are, what they look like, what they sound like. You know what they sound like, but that's it. Um, And I signed up for it. It was just kind of like a why not randomly thing. I saw the advertisement on one of my friend's stories. And then um, actually it made me think of something because when you sign up for it, they ask you a lot of questions and it actually like made me think like they ask questions like right. what does uh, marriage mean to you? What are the top attributes you have to have in a relationship? What are your deal breakers? Things like that. Um, and it really just made me reflect on like, what do I actually really, really want? But like, honestly, right. I, they probably won't pick me, but I randomly saw it and it was like, why not? Let me just, you never right. know. So that's what's up with me, girl. That's something I would, you would never expect from me. But like when you first told me that you (laughs) signed up, I was really, really shocked because to know Erica is to know that she is very calculated and she is very picky. So I was really (laughs) shocked. But in a way, I was like, whether you get picked or not, I was really happy that you really just opened yourself up to take a chance. Because at the end of the day, when you fall in love, like you are literally taking a chance because you don't know anything about that person and I for one I love dating shows like love is blind married at first sight um are you the one I love things like that because I feel like we live in a day and time where it's perfectly fine to date to date unconventionally you know like people slide in dms people use matchmakers like I just feel like as long as you're comfortable Mm -hmm. with it then it's fine so if they call you friend or they email you please tell me because listen Girl. That would be. Dope. I put you down as a reference. I'm just saying. I ain't got no calls yet. So <laughs> if I get a call, I'm hitting your line like five seconds after I get off the phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Enough about me. What you been up to? Girl, just kind of chilling, you know, listening to music and different things like that. But speaking of music, so this, as you know, I feel like. Cardi B is so controversial to people. First of all, I love Cardi B and I love me some Meg Thee Stallion. Say what you want, fight your mama. Mm -hmm. Um, But both of them came (laughs) up with new songs. So the first song is Up by Cardi B. Cardi B, I listened to the song and I watched the video. So me personally, I know it's been getting mixed reviews, but I like the song. Um, I watched the video. So one thing about Cardi B She does not miss on her visuals. On her video visuals, she does not miss. Now, I will say, the video, certain parts of the video were a lot for me. (laughs) Like, some of it, I was like, Cardi, um, 
we in a panorama. This is too much. But <laughs> but it's authentic to her. But overall, I like it. I just I, it was a bit much for me. Um, but I will listen to the song and bump it. And then uh, Meg The Stallion came out with a song, Cry Baby. The video, love the video. TT's in it. Love me some TT. I think he is so funny. <laughs> I thought the video was super, super creative. As far as the song, I think the song's okay. Like, I don't hate the song, but I'm not just, like, in love with the song. But anytime any of those two women, you know, come out with something, I purposely stream it because I want to support them. And one thing that I love about those women um, is that they are authentic to themselves and they put out stuff that they like and they don't care what other people, you know, think. Um, they stu- they stay true to their craft. And I stand a woman that is very determined, that is successful, and that's true to herself. So have you listened to either of those songs, friend? And what do you think? Girl, yes. Um, I love both of them. Um, with Cardi's video, I loved it. Yes, it went a little too far, but I mean, what do we expect? It's Cardi B. Like she don't care at all. Right. <laughs> so she's gonna do what she wanna do. Um that but I did see some backlash from this other like group. I don't know their names, but there are other rappers that apparently made the same song or hook or something. And so they're trying to say like she owes us money. But one thing about Cardi B is that she always has receipts. Oh, so she, she posted a she posted a video of herself back in August uh, in the studio, like recording this song. And so she was like, how can I have copy jaw if I had this already recorded back then? So, right. you know, you could try to come for her, but she going to have some sort of receipts for you. Um, with Megan, I just love her. Texas, what's up? Um, so <laughs> she, um, I, I really like the video because obviously she can dance and I'm still trying to learn how her knees just like cooperate because mine don't and so <laughs> she just right. was like doing her thing with the baby I like him I love his voice he from North Carolina that's my family roots shout out to that um but anyways I loved how TT was also in the video he made me laugh so hard in that video but hey, both of them so were beautiful funny. creative right. they're just being who they are and I just I love it I mean so right. I had no complaints and that's what it's all yeah. about. Like, that's what music's all about. I just feel like if you don't like it, I just hate when people get online and bash them. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. But you're taking time out of yeah. your day to bash them, and they're still rich. Okay. They don't care. Listen. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, how about we get into our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So, Shelby, this question is... What are the signs that you are ready for a relationship? And what are the signs that you are not ready for a relationship? So I guess for me, I think one of the signs that you are not ready for a relationship is A, you haven't dealt like with your past trauma or your past relationships and you haven't come to terms with things. B, like you're always, you know, thinking about that person, still allowing that person to have access to you. You're not ready or see, you just really don't really know, you know, what you want, you know, from a relationship. And I think the other thing is like how I know I'm not ready personally is like when I don't want to date or I'm not open or ready to date, I have no desire to date. Like I don't be interested at all. Like you can hit my line mm-hmm. and you could be everything that I think you need to be. But if I'm not in that mental and emotional space, I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't know. For me, it's just something within me that I know. So for those that don't know, um, when I graduated in undergrad in 2015, I didn't date anybody for like four or five years. Like I had no desire to date. I had just had a bad taste in my mouth with dating. There are a lot of things that I had dealt with and I just knew 
that anybody that I came in contact with or tried to date, it wasn't going to end up in a good situation just because I wasn't mentally and emotionally there. Now, there would be people that I would talk to here and there, but it didn't work out because I wasn't ready. Um, I just, I really didn't have the maturity to date. Um, I think, and then in 2019, I dated and that didn't work. And so cut that off. And I actually ended up going to therapy um, and getting a therapist. And it was really one of the best things that I could have did for myself because I got a chance to talk to an unbiased person just about my feelings in regards to dating and just about, you know, things that went wrong, things that went good, things that I did, things that, you know, other people may have did. And I really, one thing about therapy is it really holds a mirror up to you and it forces you to be very honest, open and transparent about your dating life, you know? So I think for me, I think now, I am actually really open to dating and I think that I am ready to receive a relationship if that's what God has for me or the right person comes along. I think for me, I have let go of a lot of baggage that I was carrying and I also let go of a lot of preconceived notions that I had about dating and the type of person, you know, that I want and that I needed. But I'm also now in a in a more um, confident stage in my life. And I'm very crystal crystal clear on what I want and what I need. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like I'm in this space now where every, anything that I ask for, I can bring to the table. But I actually am in a space where I am open and ready to receive love. But I'm actually really open to, you know, giving love and different things like that. And I think that you have to be in that open and receiving space because if you're not... Um, it can potentially be toxic for me. Like I know just deep down, like when I'm ready and when I'm not ready. And I think for me, I had to do a lot of inner work and I had to get very, you know, just honest with myself about when things didn't work and when they did work. But now I'm very at peace with my life. I'm very at peace with things that did not work out. Um, and some of the situations I, you know, got to go back and be like, I didn't like that you did this and this is why we didn't work. And I think just being honest um, and just having the ability to let things go. I think that I let anybody that I was dating, like I have literally like let them go. Like they don't serve a purpose in my life and there's no space for them. And I had to let them go in order to make room for somebody new. Like I don't want anybody's old spirit in my life. Um, what about you, friend? Like what stage do you think that you're at? Um, in your life? Um, for me personally, I feel that I am ready for a relationship. I, um, I, I want to say maybe the beginning of last year, I thought that I was ready and I actually wanted to prove to myself like, girl, you're ready. Put yourself out there. I downloaded a dating app, started having all these conversations with these different people going on dates here and there. But at the end of the day, I had to check my heart space. I realized that there was a lot of things that I was still carrying. There was a lot of, um, even though I felt like I was healed from like past heartbreaks, there were still a lot of things I was carrying and that um, some of the lessons that I 
told myself I learned I was still falling back into those same habits in a relationship. So like for me, like if somebody's showing me a sign, I look, I looked over that. I told myself, okay, that's one of your bad habits. He's showing you this red flag and you still going past it. Like, oh, it wasn't all the way red. It was kind of pink. Like, no, he's showing you that. And so I felt like, okay, girl, you tried to put yourself out there. God was like, okay, you think you're ready, but your heart space ain't all the way there yet. Um, so, but now, um, the beginning of this new year, I really feel like that that is what I have been desiring the most is right. a relationship. But like I was saying last year, I just want to be clear for me, just because I wanted it didn't mean I was ready for it. Okay. So I had to like, like you were saying inner work, I had to realize what my mistakes were in my past, why certain things didn't work out. Now, yes, there could be like dramatic things that happened and it wasn't your fault, but there are some things throughout that relationship that you could work on. And then I felt like, um, at the point where I felt heavy, the heaviest heartbreak. I said, girl, you're going to have to get yourself together because if you really want your relationship or your husband, he can't find you like this. You over here crying and sliding down the wall because you so hurt. Girl, get yourself up and do do what you need to do. Your husband is not going to think you cute looking like that. So so that's what I had to tell myself. Um, So I think when you know that you're ready for a relationship, you really have to heal from your past. You have to sit there with that anger, that grief, that remorse, the um, guilt, the disappointment. You have to sit there and feel all of those emotions and work through it. Nobody can escape that. But a lot of us, sometimes we don't heal all the way from our past and we just try to replace somebody like Mm. oh okay well that relationship didn't work I'm pissed off at him well let me show him because I got me a new man okay you may have your new man but you still got your old emotions like we we can't just be out here I tweeted this y'all I said choose love from your worth not your wound and I feel like a lot of us continue to choose the same man we want to sit out here be out here and say oh men are trash no the ones that you pick continue to be trash so what is it about yourself that you're why are you choosing the same type of man so that's just everything that I learned and and how you know you're not ready is obviously if you haven't healed from your past and when you're not open to new things new possibilities new ways of meeting people new ways of dating that's how you know you're not ready if you still stuck on that ex you still trying to do things to make him jealous you still checking his social media you still doing all this extra stuff he don't care girl he don't work on yourself right. <laughs> and and move forward so you can really be ready and give a healthy chance for a healthy relationship. So that's what First I would say. First of all, you just preached to the people and you just preached for me. So if anybody wants to send the collection <laughs> plate around, we will start and commence now. No, but for real, friend, that is a whole <laughs> entire word that I'm going to listen to and repeat when I'm having a bad day. Because things you said, <laughs> that, things you did, you preach the mess out of that but it's honestly it's every word you said is so true and I feel everything that you said on a spiritual and personal level so listen I ain't got nothing else to add like I'm speechless up for one (laughs) did did, did I really shut it down like that Um, oh one thing I want to one thing I want to add is like if you're like Shelby and I, like she was just saying, we're really like spiritual and we really believe that like God is going to place the right person into your life. Um, if you're really praying on a relationship, always be specific on that Listen. person. 
always be specific on that relationship. Now, honestly, I in my personal experiences, I wrote down specific things for a person. I met someone and I thought that they were that person according to what I wrote down. But listen, God, uh, God knows what you want, but so does the devil. The devil yeah, can do. see you a complete counterfeit. And that is listen. real. And so listen. it's because you still need to learn something. And so um, I just wanted to add that because for me, I felt like I was going through this journey of um, rebuilding my heart space, like I was saying. And I felt for the first time in a long time that I was really lonely. And I was like, I don't, I'm not usually lonely. Like I like being by myself, but I felt like because my desire for wanting to be in a relationship, I felt like I was getting the test on my heart space. Like, are you really ready? So if you say you're ready, you're going to have to get ready. That's all I'm going to have to say about that. And if you're not ready, don't act like you're ready. And that go for men too. Leave that girl alone. You know, you ain't ready for her. Leave her alone. (laughs) Uh, Another word, another sermon. Okay. I'll stop preaching now. No, friend, keep going. I got all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one okay. Well, one other thing about loneliness is we have to be careful about that too, because sometimes we'll right. just settle for whatever attention we get from whoever. And he may be fine and he may be giving you that attention, but that's not who you're supposed to be with. And so right. I think we have to really like be like, okay, is this really it? Or I like the attention because I'm lonely or I want, you know, somebody hit my line so I'm gonna entertain it. Like, because you don't want to end up falling for somebody and then you got to rebuild yourself back up and now you ain't ready for a relationship again. So, no, I agree. Okay, and I'm I done for it. I would just add, and adding to that, because obviously I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I would definitely just say that, like, when somebody comes into your life, I believe is when you are supposed to be with them, like, everything's not going to be perfect and everything's not going to be smooth sailing. But that person is going to back up their words with their actions. They are going to be very intentional. They are going to be very purposeful. And they are going to show up for you and that relationship every single day and do the best they can. Um, I want to point out that, you know, when you're dating and you're open to a relationship, please note that nobody is perfect. The only person that was perfect was Jesus Christ. That's the only person that's ever going to be perfect. But if that man or Mm -hmm. woman is trying, if they are showing up, if they're giving their best, if they're being open, honest, and transparent, please give them credit. And also note that, you know, when you do find your purpose, your person and you're open and different things like that, understand and know that that's going, it's going to take work. It's a hundred, a hundred. And sometimes it's 70, 30, sometimes it's 50, 50. But like, I really feel like that person is going to balance each other out. I don't think that it's going to be easy, but I don't think that it's going to be heartache. I don't think that that person is going to make you cry. I don't think that that person is going to make you question your worth, your intelligence or your beauty. I don't think that person is going to make you feel less than. Please pay attention to your emotions when you are dating somebody because it's not okay for somebody to make you feel that way. And I know that it's not going to be perfect, but somebody that loves you and cares for you and that likes you and wants more with you, they're not going to make you go on an emotional roller coaster to be with them. Yes, that's so important. I mean, you just closed out that little sermon too, girl. Like <laughs> we just in our first segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's that's very, very, very important. And um, I'm just I just want people to just know that, like, you don't have to worry about if you really if you really have faith that you have the person that you're supposed to be with. You don't have to worry about is he going to find me? 
Right. You know, I know we in a whole panty and we like, well, how's he going to find me? I got a whole mask on and a face shield. Like he ain't going to see who I am. But <laughs> it's like when you really trust and know that you're meant to be with somebody, if you have that desire, then you're most likely supposed to be with that person. But right. um, yeah, I think Shelby and I just gave y'all whole keys. Like we could just write a book on that first segment. Okay. Um, so let's keep it moving. <laughs> let's keep it moving to the journey segment. So this is when Shelby and I will give um, just maybe some tips or advice or just share with you guys our testimony on our journey building all things melanin. So Shelby, today we are going to um, just talk, maybe give some suggestions and tips on, you know, first of all, one of our goals was to focus on pushing our podcast more. Um, how about we just share um, like some advice or tips on people that maybe have it, they already have their podcast and they want to look to push their podcast more. And right. then also let's share maybe what do we have coming up this year for us that we can share related to podcasting. Right. Um, so basically, like you said, like one of our goals is to push our podcast more just so we can increase our leadership listenership and, you know, get more, people on board to join the Melanin fam. So first and foremost, the first plug is if you enjoy our podcast, please share it with someone else that you think would enjoy it as well. Like we would love you yes. and appreciate you so much. So that's the first plug. Um, I think the second thing is, I think we, one of the things that we said is we want to incorporate more guests onto our podcast, but guests that align with our, our purpose and our mission, but guests that add value to our podcast and that our audience can get something out of. Like, we just don't want to have people to have people on. Like you got a podcast, you successful. That's great. But are you aligning with us? And are you, is our audience going to get something for it? So definitely, I think incorporating, you know, more guests into our podcast that kind of align with us I think that's a, way, a great way to you know reach new audiences to build connections and to network and to broaden her, our horizons um and the other thing that I think we're doing that I think is great is we have started to do like um if it makes sense like promo swaps with other podcasts just so we can kind of you know reach our audience I think with us pushing our podcast we have had to be more open um, and receptive to different ideas and different ways of doing anything. But one thing that we're trying to be very conscious of going forward is making sure that whatever we do and however we push our podcast, that our mission is clear um, and that our audience benefits for us. Like it has to make sense. Like we're not just going to do something to do something like it has to have a purpose behind it. Um, what else would you add to that, friend? Um, yes. And I also think that, well, number one is very important. Like if it makes sense, do it. If it doesn't, do not do it. Um, right. because I know that when we first started, people were like saying, say yes to everything. Don't say no to like, just say no. yes, because you want to be able to like build, you know, some kind of rapport. But like, if it doesn't make sense, then do not do it. And it's okay to tell people no, even if you're just starting out. Um, because one thing that Shelby and I, when we started aligning ourselves with what made sense, it kind of just flowed into more opportunities. So one thing that I can share that we've already um, done this, I think a month or two ago, was we started participating in podcast festivals where we're like on their panel and doing presentations on like the art of content development and things like that. And so we are saying yes to these opportunities because it, obviously it does make sense. So shout out to Afros and Audio. Um, but also, it's because we're able to connect with other podcasters or just other people that are interested in 
creating something of their own. Also, um, coming up this summer, we have another panel uh, that will be on a part of the Creatress Summit this summer. So we'll also be talking about some uh, content development in relation to podcasting. So what I'm saying all that for is because we aligned ourselves with what made sense for us as far as pushing our podcast out there, it aligned us up with certain opportunities that also made sense for us. And so that is also... um, how we are pushing our podcast more and getting more uh exposure to so that's all I would add to that yeah and I think it really just comes down to me and Erica just um challenging ourselves and pushing ourselves to network and to connect with people organically um and uh, Erica talked about this in a in a in a in a previous podcast episode just one of her personal goals was to be intentional but with our brand and particularly with our podcast cuz literally y'all this is our baby we built her from scratch um we yes. are very intentional about who we allow to speak on our platform who we highlight, who we give a voice to, and different things like that. So in us pushing our podcast, we have really kind of had to get outside of our comfort zone to connect um, and different things like that. But I think just to wrap it all up, like we're really being intentional about it because we want to impact you know, our audience and we want people to get something out of it. Yes. Um, Well, I think that's great advice and great tips. Um, So let's keep it moving to our next segment of the day, which is mentor moment. So this is when Shelby and I will read a listener letter that was submitted to us and then we just give our take on it. So the letter reads, hi, Erica and Shelby, to motivate myself, I keep watching YouTube videos and reading articles about manifesting the life you want to live. Although I am grateful for the life I have now, I want more but can't seem to grasp it just yet. Sometimes it gets frustrating watching others' testimonies on how they've manifested their dream job, dream house, or dream husband, etc., I feel like I've been stagnant. Am I doing something wrong? Is it just not my season? How do you deal with moments of feeling like it's just not your time? You want to go first, friend? Sure. Um, I will say that I feel you on this. I don't ever want to discourage anyone from believing in manifesting but I also feel like manifesting has become such a trend now on like social media and things that we really just say oh just manifest your uh your dream house okay you can believe for that you can write it down you can pray over it but there's work that needs to be done behind getting that dream house, saving that money, being being financially responsible and, and educate yourself on home ownership and things like that. People um, like you, I also feel like in my personal opinion, we have to be careful on watching certain content that says, well, this is how I got my dream house in four months, or this is how I met my husband in five days and we got married. Like I manifested him. Like we have to be aware of the things that we're watching and not covet what other people, what worked for other people, because you have your own path, your own timing, your own schedule with God of how things will work for your life. I would never want to sit there and manifest somebody else's dream. Because I see, oh, well, they got this bomb career, this bomb house, this bomb car. Let me manifest that. If that ain't for you, 
boo, it's not going to manifest for you. So right. I just, um, I, I always think it's a great idea to write your plans down, believe for it and things like that, but put in the work for the things that you want to happen and see in your life. Like Shelby mentioned, one of my things was to be more intentional. So if I'm going to, if I want to manifest my dream job, why am I not being intentional about getting there? So I can manifest it, I can dream it, I can speak it all day, but if I'm not putting in not one application or talking to not one person in that industry, it's most likely not just going to appear at my doorstep, you know? So I think we have to get out of the like fantasy thought of what manifesting is and really get down on your knees and pray to God that that's the will for him. I mean, for you, from him. And, um, I also say like how to deal with moments of feeling like it's just not your time. That's really, really hard because for me personally, I always be like, okay, let's get it done. What we waiting on? Like, come on. And right. that's one of my, my, um, that frustrates me. But when you believe that what you, what is supposed to happen for you will happen for you at the time, you're not, it just because you don't have it now don't mean you're not going to have it just because, right. um, someone else got it don't mean they're better or they're doing something better than you right. for them to get it. So if we stop concentrating on what the other person has gotten or done or these YouTube influencers or whatever articles you're reading and focus on you and your life, you'll be a lot happier and a lot more at peace. So that'd be my advice on that. Um, You pretty much took everything that I was going to say, but I'll just add (laughs) to that (laughs) is that honestly, I feel like it's normal. I think we all go through seasons where we feel like we're stagnant and, you know, we want more and different things like that. I think when you feel like that, I feel like that's your key to kick it into overdrive um, and do something about it. Like Erica, I think it is, you know, cool to manifest, but I think that that word gets overused and misused a lot. I think that if you're feeling stagnant in your life and different things, like that you have to look around at your life and you have to say to yourself and ask yourself what am I doing to contribute and become the person that I want to become or the person that is living this dream life with this job and this man and this love I think basically like Erica said that whatever you desire in your heart or whatever you want to manifest or whatever you want to do you have to put a plan together and you have to do the work like I really believe that God will give us the desires of our heart but the one thing that he's not going to do is give it to somebody that's lazy or give it to somebody that's not worthy like I feel like you have to do your part and then God will come in and do the rest so I think it's perfectly normal to feel how you're feeling I felt like that and I have been in seasons but I think that you have to you know, get serious with yourself and write down a plan of how you're like, write down a plan and write down steps to essentially manifest or get the life that you want to do. I think a lot of times we take the work part out. So whatever it is that you're designing or ever, whatever it is that you're wanting, like write down things that you can do to contribute to that life. And I think if you start focusing on the life that you want to build and the career that you want and everything that you want in life, you won't have necessarily as much time to you know look at what somebody else is doing because I feel like sometimes we look at what everybody else is doing to get inspired but sometimes that puts us into you know like um like a dark place or it can make us sad or it can make us overwhelmed or you know it could even make us feel in the or jealousy you know and I think it is good to look at people to be inspired to know what could be possible but I think you have to focus all your energy 
on doing the work to become the person that you want to be. Like every single day, waking up and doing something that's going to contribute to your dream life. If you do that, you'll get closer and closer and closer to the life that you want. Um, So that's what I would say. I think that's great advice. So if you guys have a question that you want us to answer, um, please send us an email to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So let's get into our last segment of the day, which is words of encouragement. So it comes from the Bible verse, 1 Peter 5.10. So it says, after you have suffered a while, God himself will restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast or unwavering so what does that um mean to you Shelby when you read that um like honestly when I read this it it hit really close to home (laughs) and I say that because I feel like you know 2020 it was really like a season of me suffering and I think there are different types of suffering right And I just feel like I was just going through it. And I just feel like it was one thing after another. And I just feel like I had the weight of the world um, on my shoulders. And if you've ever felt like that, it's like sometimes you get to a place and you're like, God, I don't know what to do. Or I don't know if you have, but I have. Like sometimes I've literally just gotten on my knees and cried. Like I didn't have any words. And I just felt like, God, I'm trying. I'm really, really trying. Like I'm trying to do this. I'm I'm trying to get a job. I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z, and it's not working. And I was in the season of suffering, and I realized that maybe, you know, God brought me to this season, and maybe God kind of broke me down because he needs me to release certain things and certain people in order for him to take me where he's going to take me. So when I look at this, I just think about, if you're in a season and you're suffering or you're sad or your back's up against the wall or you feel like, you know, you don't know what to do or it's not getting better, please know that that season does not last all the time. Sometimes God is trying to get your attention. Sometimes he's trying to break you down from what you're idolizing or what you're worshiping or sometimes he's trying to protect you from something that you can't even see. But for me, I've learned that like my suffering season is not always that when you surrender and you give it over to God and you trust him. And like I said, one day, all I had is God, that's it. But I knew that he understood the desires of my heart. I knew that he understood how I was feeling because I guarantee when it's your season, God will restore you and he will give you back everything that you need tenfold. But the question is, will you trust him in your suffering season? If he gives you a little, what are you going to do with it? When your backup is up against the wall, are you just going to be mad and curse him? Or are you still going to trust him? And I know in your hard season, it's hard to trust God. Trust me. Been there, done that multiple times. But sometimes when you have nothing, you have everything. And that everything is trusting in God. Because when you do that and you show that him that you're faithful and you show him that you are going to rock with him regardless, he will restore you even better tenfold and bring you back even more. Um, What does that mean to you, friend? Yeah, same. um, I feel the same way also. I think that we will all at some point go through a season of suffering. Um, it'll the the more that you grow and the more that you walk in your faith walk, you're always gonna face these types of seasons. So I want to say to anybody who is in this season to please do not give up on yourself. 
Um, I honestly believe that when we go through these types of seasons, it's building our strength and it's also building our relationship with God. If God has taken everything away from you that you wanted, he's getting your attention. There was other things that, um, like in my life personally, there were other things that were getting my attention. And when he snatched it from me, the only person I had to look to was God. And so he uses those times to bring you closer um, to him and closer in relationship with him. And I know that for me, whenever I feel like I'm suffering, I, I feel like I'm suffering by myself. And then even when you try to pray or you ask to hear God, he's silent. But sometimes those are lessons. I can only speak for myself that like when you're sitting there and praying, sometimes God was just telling me, look, I need you to just sit here and I need you to just rest. I need you to be quiet. I need you to to calm your mind. I need you to calm your heart. And then also, if you feel like you are going through those tests or he's silent through, you know, your suffering or your test, he is teaching you something. So maybe, you know, change your focus on like, okay, God, what is this situation trying to teach me? What are you trying to teach me? Because at the end of the day, his hand is over all of us. So there's, you're not going through something for no reason. He, he ain't up in the sky like, oh, oh, my bad. I didn't know you was going to go through that. Like, no, he knows everything that you're going through. He is teaching you something. And you got to remember the teacher is always quiet during the test. So you have to just remember that you will come out stronger. And I'm saying that because I'm saying it to myself and that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) So I will lead us on out in prayer. So everyone bow your head and close your eyes. If you're driving, sway with it. Do not close those eyes. So (laughs) bow your head, Shelby. Um, dear God, we thank you for your restoration. We thank you for keeping us under your protection always. We know that your plan is perfect for each and every one of us and that though these times we may feel like we're suffering, there is a blessing in those lessons and that you love us and that we believe that all things are working together for our good. So as we continue to rest in you, as we continue to trust you, we pray for the peace that passes all understanding and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.